Good morning. And welcome to Edgeboro Moravian Church here this morning. We're going to start off with a song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Good morning. morning. And welcome to Edgeboro Moravian Church, a a place, a church, and a community dedicated to loving God, growing in Christ, and sharing the Holy Spirit with those around us. Uh, I have a few announcements to share with you all, and uh, would uh, have uh, others to to share. If you do have others to share, I would invite you to do so at this time. I realize I'm a little loud at this point. If you can't notice, I can at least hear the ringing a little bit. So I'm going to ask, Bill, could you go around and turn me down a little bit? I, pre- I appreciate having, you know, another sound guy right up here that just go behind me and do that. Uh, th- this would be the uh, old wireless microphone, or the, the second wireless, not the new one, but it might be labeled old. We adjust on the fly here at Edgeboro. I think I'm good? Perfect. Thank you, Bill. So this Sunday, uh, we are, uh, we're grateful for those uh, who uh, led Sunday school before the service and who also made uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before the service as well, going toward uh, the Trinity Soup Kitchen and Salvation Army. So thank you to all who helped with that. Uh, there will be other uh, sandwich-making opportunities in the future, which will be marked on the church calendar. Uh, 
Immediately following worship today, here in the sanctuary, we'll be having our winter church council meeting, which was rescheduled from January 6th. It will be today here in the sanctuary. Our primary focus will be uh, approving this year's church budget. Next Sunday, uh, Confirmands and Mentors will be uh, sharing lunch down at the Salvation Army, next Sunday being February 3rd already. Uh, college student care packages are uh, being prepared to be assembled. Uh, as you came into the sanctuary, you, or maybe as you leave, you will see a bin uh, underneath the table uh, on top of the stairs in the narthex uh, to collect different uh, study-busting toys, little toys, or, uh, or there's also an envelope for monetary donations for snacks. Uh, please bring any of those contributions uh, by uh, two Sundays from now, February 10th, and that way they can get the packages going and off to our college students. In less than two weeks, we will be snow tubing. I think it has been cold enough, and I think we've had enough snow. Two years ago, we did not have enough snow. Last year, we had too much snow, so we're hoping to get something right in the middle. Uh, so that is February 8th. You'll see your bulletin insert. Uh, we'll have more information about that. There are some tickets that are set aside for each BAM congregation that are free on a first-come, first-served basis thanks to the BAM Ministries Committee. So uh, if you would like or you know someone who would like tickets for that event, please contact Blake Messman. So there are many other things going on in the life of this church. Uh, I'm wondering if there is anything to add or anything to change from what I've already said about different happenings going on here. Yes. Thank you, Kay. So if anyone um, is interested in helping out, please see uh, Kay after worship today. Is there anything else? Well, with that, we hope that you can join in on the uh, many different ministry and fellowship activities that are upcoming here at Edgeboro. Now, after initially being scheduled for last week, uh, while many different things were canceled or postponed or different things like that after the, uh, the snow. Uh, today, we welcome a, a new member into our Edgeboro family. Uh, Deb Hepler is here, and we'll be welcoming her into the congregation today. Uh, Deb, who you will see up front here in a little bit, uh, has lived and worshipped in this community for quite some time, coming to us from Messiah Lutheran, now known as uh, Light of Christ Lutheran Church. Uh, Deb has worshipped with us here for almost a year, if not more than a year, uh, and uh, knew a handful of a handful of uh, of you here at Edgeboro, and uh, has also volunteered with the Puts last month as well, and uh, is excited to be joining us here today. So, uh, Deb, we are grateful that uh, you are here and joining our midst today. Uh, I, it's a, a for some reason, this just feels a little bit different today. It's a great Sunday to be in worship since, well, two Sundays ago I was not here, and last Sunday we were all in our own different places. So it is good to be back together today in, uh, in fellowship in this worship service. And so we celebrate our fellowship by welcoming our new member, Deb. So with that, uh, our liturgy will be up on the screen today. Um, but first... <laughs> First, let's call ourselves to worship. I'm off two weeks. I'm off two weeks. I'm off two weeks. Now you see it coming up. You keep good. Uh, with that, let us uh, call ourselves to worship with our watchword for the week and our unison prayer.
this time. We will welcome our newest member, Deb, and the words will be up on the screen. And at this time, I would invite Deb up front here, not with me, but you can come into a pew here. And as we join together in our words, let us please stand together as well. In grace, God called and chose the people of Israel and established with them a covenant. I will be your God and you will be my people. And in that relationship, they were to be freed from sin and become a blessing to all. Then God came to us in Jesus Christ and fulfilled that covenant for all people. Through Christ's life, death, and resurrection, God made for us a new covenant of grace. We come before you with joy, O God, to claim the promises of your covenant. Our Lord Jesus Christ instituted baptism as the visible means of entry into the new covenant. Baptism is a gift of God. And in this sacrament, through grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we are united with Christ we are cleansed by his saving work, enter into the fellowship of the church, and are called to a life of faith and willing obedience. Claimed by God in baptism, we pray that through the power of the Holy Spirit, our lives may faithfully affirm the blessings of Christ's new covenant. Now to Deb. As you present yourself before, this before God and this congregation, we call upon you to profess your faith. You believe in God as your creator and loving Heavenly Father, in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and in the Holy Spirit as your comforter and sustainer according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord, make us one with all of your children as we profess our faith, saying, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So Deb, once again, do you in this faith turn away from sin, evil, and selfishness in your thoughts, words, and actions? And do you intend to participate actively in Christ's church, serving God all the days of your life? And now to the congregation. Do you affirm, Deb, this child of God, as a member of this congregation, and accept your obligation to love and nurture her in Christ? We do. Please be seated. And Deb, I'd ask that you come forward up here with me. Deb, through baptism, profession of faith, and Christian service, you have already entered into the life of the church universal. And today we rejoice to welcome and receive you into the fellowship of this congregation. Continue faithfully in the good way you have chosen in Christ, and may the Holy Spirit bless you in your life among us. May we all, through grace, be enabled to support and encourage one another in Jesus Christ our Lord. Deb. May the peace of Christ be with you, and welcome to Edgeboro Moravian Church. At this time, as we sing our next song together, any joint board members who are present, please come forward and welcome Deb into our congregation.
would invite all children forward for our children's message for today. Come on down. got some room down here if you want, Ben. Or Daniel. <laughs> Good morning. How are you all this morning? Good? Good? Bad? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope your day gets better. All right, so I have a question for you. Well, thanks for being honest anyway. I have a question for you. So if I told you I was going to the store later, and I was going to the store to get, let's see, oh, a cake, maybe some candles, uh, maybe some wrapping paper, maybe some nice hats or party hats or something. What would I be up to? Where do you think I'm going after that? Home? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Birthday cake every meal. No, what, where are we going? A birthday. A birthday. Oh, we're going to. Okay, we're going to Ben's house for his birthday party next week. Yeah, I'd be going to a birthday party, right? That's what I'd be up to. Uh, if I asked someone, "Hey, do you have a shovel and some dirt and maybe some seeds?" What do you think I might be doing? Gardening, right? Maybe not right now because it's January, but yeah, if I asked for those things, I'd be up to probably doing some gardening. Well, in the Bible story that we're going to read, Jesus is up to something. And actually, he doesn't just ask for different things. He tells us exactly what he's up to, that he's going to heal people and help them out. He tells us exactly what he's going to do. And it's one of the very first things he says. So... With Jesus, so that being his mission and what he's up to, he calls us to be up to the exact same things. That he wants us to be up to helping other people, showing them love, being nice to them, doing what we are really good at to the best of our ability and all sorts of different things. So whatever Jesus is up to, we're up to also. Okay? Let's remember that. Will you pray with me? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for showing us and teaching us many different things. And we thank you that you are doing wonderful things in helping people and loving all of us. Help us to help others as well and help us to do the things that you did too. So it is in your name that we pray. Amen. All right. Thanks for coming up. Good to see everybody. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and things turn around a little bit. <laughs> so with that, we hear our scripture reading for today. Our scripture reading comes from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. Then Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread throughout the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. Then he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. As was his custom, he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him. Then he began to say to them, Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing.
If I were to say that I have a lot of birthday cake in my house, do I have your attention? <laughs> I hope so. Because I didn't know about this until just recently, but by the time that this sentence is over, I need to capture your attention. That's right, studies have shown that if something that you're watching on TV or online doesn't capture your attention in the first six seconds, it never will. This is the amount of time it usually takes for someone to skip an ad or change the channel. And that time has shrunk significantly over the years as more and more things try to grab at our attention. And so now advertisement slots have now shrunk. Gone are the days of a 60 second elevator pitch. Now there are six second commercial slots that TV companies can, can sell out. Fox Sports, for example, is really good at utilizing that tactic, as many of you may have seen during the recent football games. It's just enough time to show people only what you need them to see. And so in a day and age when we want to see the cliff notes of the cliff notes, I was wondering what it would look like if we had to do that with scripture. Could we provide a six-second snippet of scripture that gives people the gist of everything in the Bible. Yeah, you see my point already. Or in other words, what's the most important verse in the Bible? So I have a few scriptures that I want to show you. So Carol, click along. So maybe the, maybe the most important verse is Genesis 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, it's the very first, I mean, it's not a complete sentence, but it's the very first verse of the Bible, so maybe that's the most important one. Or, I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians. This is spoken from God to Moses during the Exodus. The very first time, well, God spoke similar words to Abraham, but... This is a new and forming relationship with God and the Israelites. A very important verse here saying that God will in fact be our God. Okay? Maybe these two verses here, verses 10 and 11 from Luke. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Recognize that one from the Christmas story. That's a really important verse in scripture, too. Or, maybe there's this one, which we all recognize. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. That's a pretty good verse, too. But maybe there are some other verses that we could choose from. Maybe there are some that have to do with our calling to go out into the world like the Great Commission. These two verses here. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I, Jesus, have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's a pretty important saying from Jesus. Maybe that is one of the most important verses in scripture. Or maybe this one. He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's another way that Jesus phrases that too. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Those are all really important verses about our calling as Christians, about what we should do as followers of Jesus. There's another one, too. This one comes after the Apostle Paul talks about love. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of all these, is love. In all things love. We Moravians love that verse. But today, we read some really important verses as well. This coming from verse 18 and then verse 19 after it. Jesus is quoting these verses in today's gospel reading. 
the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, when thinking about important Bible verses, we don't typically think of these verses, words of Jesus, which he is quoting directly from the prophet Isaiah. We don't really consider these as the most important verses. But these are really important words because of when they are said. These are the first recorded words of Jesus during his public ministry. Just before this, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, and then he went into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by Satan. And once he left the wilderness is where we pick up with today's reading. The Jesus that we know began teaching in Galilee. And we don't get to hear any of those particular details, but then after some time doing that, he returns to Nazareth and goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath. And the first words we hear from him are these verses. As he reads, Jesus tells everyone exactly why he's there in a very short way, in a very understandable way. This is Jesus six seconds to get everybody's attention. This is his purpose statement. And this is why he came and this is exactly what he's going to do. And this is important for two reasons. The first has to do with one of the verses that was shown up here before. Love one another as I have loved you from the Gospel of John. In other words, if we follow Jesus, his mission is our mission. In this passage, Jesus uses these words from Isaiah not only as his own purpose statement, but the introduction to a longer sermon, one that we can only imagine covered all sorts of different things, but we don't get to hear the rest of the sermon. And I've heard it said about this passage that we can look at it in this way, that we don't get to hear the end of this sermon because we are the ones that have to keep it going. We are the ones continuing the work that Jesus started. Because what he says he is going to do are the things that we should aim to do. And while that might look different because we don't all have the same abilities as Jesus, and that might be a little bit of an understatement, the goals should be comparable, if not the same. So this is outlining what we should strive to do. The second reason why this passage is important is because it makes us think about our own purposes in life. Jesus had his own purpose statement with five things on his list to do all of those things. So what would be ours? What would be our list? What would be our purpose statement? What would be our six seconds to get someone's attention, to tell someone, hey, here's who I am and here is why I'm here? What would we say? I'm not sure if we've intentionally thought about that much. At least I speak from my own experience. I wonder what our individual purpose statement would be. Right now in our lives, what do we aim to do? If you're a student, would you say that your purpose is to grow and learn more about yourself? Or if you're employed, would you say that your purpose is to help and assist others to the best of your ability? Or if you're retired, would you say your purpose is to provide support, prayer, and a listening ear to others? If you're a parent, would you say that your purpose is to love and nurture your child into who they were created to be? If you're a member of this church, would you say that your purpose is to love God, grow in Christ, and share the Holy Spirit through worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and evangelism? The mission statement of this congregation. So why are you here? What are you up to? What are you doing in life, in all of your roles, in all phases of life? What is your purpose statement? If you were to share your six seconds, what would you say? Think about that, and think about that longer than the time that I am up here, or longer than the time that we are gathered in this room, because it's really important to our faith. 
It's important to know because how else could we pledge to serve God all the days of our lives like we do during baptisms and confirmations and becoming new members of this church if we don't know how we're going to do that? And it's important to share this purpose or purposes because how else could you or could this congregation pledge to love and nurture you like we do in baptisms and confirmations and welcoming new members? How would this congregation support you if this congregation had no idea why you're here or what purposes or callings that God has put on your heart? Now, if we had time, I'd say let's hold a personal purpose statement writing workshop. But unfortunately, we don't. This might take some time, after all, thinking about your purposes and all of your roles in your entire life is a lot, and you might come across some very deep questions about yourself. And our purpose might change. Over time, it might change. After all, Jesus did not have dying for the entire world's sins on his purpose statement that we just read. But we could all say it could be now. So I guess I'll just leave this right here with all of us just here with the hopes that some thoughts that were provoked by this very important passage in Luke 4 were indeed uh, very, uh, well, thought-provoking. As you think of your own purpose statement for all the aspects of your life, may you be blessed in knowing that Christ does have a purpose for you. And that you have others in this church and elsewhere who depend on you and care for you. So may you be blessed as you identify and discern and fulfill your purpose and calling. Amen. As we continue to think about those things over a lifetime, of following Christ. May we give thanks for the purposes and the callings which we are given right now. And one of the ways that we can respond to God, God's mercy shown in Jesus Christ is through the giving of our tithes, offerings, and gifts.
Please be seated. At this time, we have an opportunity to share our prayer joys and concerns with one another. I have uh, a few to mention and then would open it up to any of you who have any joys or concerns to share with the congregation this morning. First, we uh, continue to pray for Karen Garrett. Uh, A couple weeks ago, Karen fell and broke at least three bones in her ankle. Uh, It required surgery to put pins and plates in her ankle to support it. The surgery did go well, uh, but she's looking at nearly two months until recovery. So please keep Karen in our prayers. Uh, The rose on the pulpit this morning is for Ariel and Dre Wheeler's newborn son and Gail's newest grandson. Uh, His name is Bo. Uh, Bo James Wheeler. Uh, he was born on January 17th. Uh, while there are many prayers of joy, there are certainly some uh, continuing prayers of uh, concern and health and healing going forward. Uh, Bo was, was born early uh, due to an emergency C-section, and so he was born at one pound, uh, seven ounces, and 12 inches long. Uh, he uh, Uh, He will continue to be uh, hospitalized for quite some time, and while Bo's family asks for continued prayers, they're grateful that that he is uh, growing and gaining weight uh, each day that he is there. So, uh, Gail, we certainly keep Bo in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, We also keep in our prayers uh, Sonny Beller. Uh, Sonny is the uh, grandfather of Ryan and Jeremiah Beller. Uh, He passed away on January 19th uh, at the age of 81. Uh, His life was celebrated here with the help of Pastor Chris yesterday. Uh, It was a a wonderful celebration of life. But please keep uh, all the Bellers in uh, your prayers during their time of loss. And also speaking of times of loss, we keep in mind uh, Paulette Mole. Uh, her former husband, uh, Willard Mole, uh, passed away at the age of 71 on Friday uh, after his battle with ongoing health concerns. Uh, his service will be on Wednesday of this week at Can Tell Me Long Funeral Home. Uh, please remember Paulette and the Mole family in your prayers during their time of loss. At this time, I would invite any of you who feel called and led to share your own prayer joys and concerns at this time. How might we, as a congregation, pray for you today? Yeah. Um, please keep Louie in your prayers. He's having surgery on the Thursday. So we'll keep Louie in our prayers, especially on Thursday during his surgery. Absolutely. We'll we'll keep Ryan and Paul in our prayers. No one cut themselves, right? So that's a good thing. No knives or anything like that. We're good. It was not it was it was not a sandwich related injury. Yeah. Uh, did you have something to, okay. Well, Eric. Um, so, uh, prayers for uh, one of my teachers. Her name is Shelly. Uh, she'll be undergoing surgery uh, for uh, some cancer in a couple weeks. And uh, she's stubborn, so she wants to come back to work right away. So, uh, so prayers for her and that, uh, that she takes the time off that she really needs. Absolutely. We'll keep Shelly in our prayers. Uh, Gloria. Thank you for that update. We will certainly keep Karen in mind, especially with that other information.
We'll, we'll pray for the Van Zuden family at this time, especially for their son as well, Trey. We'll pray for Trey. Yeah, Joyce. Absolutely. We will keep your daughter-in-law, Gail, in our prayers. certainly keep you along with uh, Shalom and Ken in our prayers for different reasons, but we'll certainly uh, in, the, in the same continuous line of prayers. Thank you, Gail. Absolutely. Not only there, but elsewhere as people continue to live with, battle against the flu that is going on. We'll certainly keep that in prayer. Yes, Nancy.
Nancy, we will keep your son-in-law in our thoughts and prayers uh, as he uh, undergoes shoulder surgery. We'll keep Jim in our prayers. Absolutely. Well, keep your entire office in our prayers as you uh, learn to, uh, uh, to cope with many of the things that you all experience. Well, with all of that and more, uh, the prayers that we bring into this room uh, in our minds and in our hearts, uh, let us come to our God in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for being the God of our entire lives. We are reminded of the the verse from Exodus that that you tell us each and every day in our hearts that you will be our God and we will be your people. We thank you for being our God in the joys uh, of this life, for the many reasons that we have to, uh, to celebrate and be hopeful for the opportunities to be together with loved ones, the chance to celebrate uh, fellowship within our families, our churches, our workplaces, and our communities. Uh, Lord, we thank you for being our source of joy and being our God through it all. And you are our God through it all, and so, Lord, we thank you for your presence with us in far more difficult times, uh, many of which we have spoken about in this room. Uh, times of of loss, times of health concern, times where we are concerned about uh, other loved ones, times where we feel overwhelmed by what's going on around us in our homes or in our workplaces, in our country, in our world. Times where uh, we ourselves are are dealing with uh, Uh, with either different injuries or finding our own purpose or our health concerns, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Lord, as we learn how to navigate through life, thank you for being with us, for being with us in spirit and for being with us through the fellowship of this community. Thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to name and talk about the many concerns as well as joys that we have, that we have a place to put them, that we have a God that we can entrust them to. And so, Lord, at this time, we thank you for your listening ear to, in listening to all of the prayers that have been spoken at this time. And yet, Lord, there are many others that have yet to be spoken, many others that have not been named in this room this morning. So, Lord, hear us now as we silently entrust the prayers of our hearts to you at this time. Guide us, comfort us, lead us, and teach us in the ways that we must go, in showing faith, hope, and love in this world, because you are our creator, our savior, our redeemer, and our sanctifier. It is in your holy and precious names that we live, move, have our being, and pray. Amen.
as we remember the, the purpose that which Christ gives to us, that our own purposes and which we continue to search for each and every day in our own lives, uh, and uh, as we sing about our own response to the grace and love in which we have, been, we have been shown first through Jesus Christ, let us stand and sing our closing song together. Let us put on the clothes of Christ. Just a reminder of the church council meeting that will follow this worship, this worship service right here in this room right after we're done. May you continue to live out your faith beyond the pews and put on the clothes of Christ as we together discern our purposes and live for God in this world. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.